This is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. Hey guys, welcome to OK Outcasts. This is going to be a kind of brief edition because we're doing it a little last minute. But I'm here with my co-host, Brittany, so today is a good Wednesday. How you doing down south, Brittany? Hey, Chris, I'm doing good. We got uh, got our camp moved from uh, way up north to way down south, I'm down in southern Oklahoma at the moment, and uh, it's a beautiful 70-degree day and sunny, so I can't complain. Yeah, it was a little chilly this morning. Sorry you had to come into Oklahoma and uh, experience the same chill of the far north. <laughs> it's not the same uh, chill at all. <laughs> <laughs> we had, we already had a day up north that didn't get above freezing for more than 24 hours. So uh, I'll, I'll take some 40 degree mornings. <laughs> I've been having to wear a warm up jacket in the mornings. So, you know, oh, what a burden. What a burden. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so, uh, I, I hear you watched the uh, superintendent debate last night between Jenna Nelson and Ryan Walters. Uh, what uh, did you find out? Well, a couple different things. The probably most interesting thing is uh mr walters just hammering home on uh all the transphobic issues that he could possibly hit and pornography uh apparently like they're just selling penthouse magazine in public schools now (laughs) (laughs) man i wish they had had that when i was going to school jeez (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't um, he know that kids just get porn on their phones now? <laughs> I he apparently doesn't uh because yeah, I and kids are creative. We have both been kids and if you want to obtain information, you're not reading Shakespeare to get your porn. I mean, you can I suppose if you're a special kind of nerd, but yeah, they're exposed to Game of Thrones when they're like nine, so (laughs) yeah, I I, I, from what I've seen of his complaints of what he calls pornography, I know a month or so ago, the book he was calling pornography was just a book about the experiences of a non-binary person and their coming to grips with who they were. And they did discuss some sexual content, I guess, in the book, but it was more in a educational way, not in a, I'm trying to be prurient and turn you into some kind of sex monster. And then I think back to one, uh, one of the books I did a, report on for English in seventh grade. Um, I read a book called The Chocolate War, which was about 
some high school kids and the you know having to sell chocolate for school fundraisers and competing over that and there was a whole lot of masturbation scenes in that book um you know because teens masturbate so it was kind of part of the plot um but it wasn't it wasn't pornographic <laughs> well i mean in the entire plot to the cask of uh, Montiago uh, was based around whether a woman was a virgin or not when she was married uh, and uh, the ensuing murder thereafter. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, it, it seems that what Ryan is really trying to do is distract with fear tactics um, or scare tactics as uh, <laughs> that one candidate might have said in their mailer. <laughs> uh, well, um, it could be possible that he, uh, I don't know, is into pornography and trans hooks. Oh, oh, he's definitely like anybody. This, this, uh, this stuck on the issue. It's definitely overcompensating for something. Um, I I can't tell you the num number of interesting responses I got from gentlemen when I was early in my transition and had not had surgery downstairs yet. And uh, let me tell you, there were a lot of Tinker Air Force guys in my inbox on the regular <laughs> well um how many politicians have been caught with hiring somebody to carry their luggage all right yeah ryan uh, walters sir you protest too much <laughs> uh yes he does indeed and I find that most of the time, I don't know, let's say you're a trans woman running in a more conservative district against a conservative person or conservative. <laughs> um, what, what, what was your experience with her? Um, you know, it's funny you bring that up. There was a day uh, we were at at a middle school in Bethany doing a get out the vote kind of introducing the young people to politics uh, kind of deal. The teachers invited us both to, to come and speak. And at the end, me and my campaign manager and her and whoever was with her and the teacher, we were all taking a group picture together. And I had my arm around the teacher in the middle and Sally Kern reached her arm up and touched my arm and kind of lightly tickled it and like touched it in an almost sexual way before moving it. And I will say that was uh, definitely made me wonder about uh, what was going on in old Sally's head. <laughs> now we have entered Fraser Crane here with Brittany Devontae. <laughs> thank you for listening 
Um, well, um, well, what did Jenna have to say? Let's get away from the craziness of Mr. Walters. Uh, she pretty much uh, stuck to her issues. She pointed out the hypocrisy of uh, student wallet. I'm probably getting that wrong. Um, class wallet. That class wallet. Yes, got millions of Oklahoma taxpayer dollars without any oversight by Mister Walters. A little no bid contract to his buddies. And she also refuted the constant claims that he was making. Um, just outright went out and said uh, he's lying which I don't know the great thing about uh, debates that take place on Fox 25 one of my former employers is at 5 o'clock in the evening I mean the thing they had going for them for ratings was that Judge Judy was on before but uh yeah it it uh she stuck to the issues and to bring up kind of a a side subject i don't think she went hard enough but in talking with the person i love most in the world like oh yeah if she went harder what would she come off as Brittany? i don't want to say it yeah it as a female candidate, I know I had to struggle between this, these two sides as well as, you know, you can't, you can't be too forceful because you come off as a bitch and, you know, you, you got to kind of walk a middle line of being, you know, being aggressive enough to not be walked over, but not being too aggressive to where people turn on you, um, you know, Hillary Clinton is a perfect example of that, of somebody who had real trouble walking that line and is known just generally on both sides of the aisle as kind of a bitch. I wish she would have simply remained as Secretary of State forever because <laughs> that, that was her role. That, that's really where she shined at. Yeah, I always found Hillary to be better at being a actual government bureaucrat than at being a politician. Um, the political side, that's where her husband shined. He just had that charm, you know, and I've seen it in person. He has that ability to, in a room full of people, make you think he's only talking to you and... You know, she just never had that. And that's okay. That doesn't make her a bad person. It's just, you know, not everybody has that. You would be the first female that uh, Mr. Clinton has seduced. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm afraid you're not alone there. No, no, I know I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know... Uh, you're down south and you kind of went out into the community today to try to talk to people because that was our original plan and what did you find out in the field 
Yeah, so I drove up to Warrico, Oklahoma, which is the county seat for Jefferson County, one of the least populous counties in Oklahoma. It's in the southwest part of the state. It's oil country and cattle country. Um, I kind of stationed myself between the downtown diner and the courthouse and tried to kind of catch people coming and going from either the diner or the courthouse. Um, people saw my selfie stick and my phone and they just immediately didn't want to talk. Um, I approached several folks, uh, trying to see if they would be willing to talk to me for a few minutes about the upcoming election. They all declined. Uh, the, the last gentleman told me, sorry, I'm about to go feed cattle and just, you know, didn't want to talk. Uh, interestingly, I found that the only, the only political signs I saw around town were like signs for people running for district judge, basically, and some of the really local races like county commissioner. I saw, I drove around Warica, the town itself in the residential parts Zero houses had any political signs of any kind out front. Um, I did see one Jenna Nelson for superintendent sign off of U.S. Highway 81 on my way out of town. Um, but yeah, really, I just... No Stitt signs, no Joy signs, no Walter signs. Like, I just didn't get the feeling that, you know, these elections are really high on their radar here. Well, it's probably because it's people they know. I mean, I can say here in Oklahoma City, you know, in a very urban blue bubble that you see signs for Joy, Jenna, Melinda, all over the place. I even have um, a neighbor down the street that has a Yen sign um, who is running as an independent yeah no, now, he nobody have... even talks about him <laughs> yeah um i mean there's i, I kind of like... wish he would just drop out and endorse joy but you know it's I, too late for that i don't think he's gonna take much much of the vote from either of the candidates though i'd be surprised if he pulled ended up pulling over one percent uh, right now he's pulling under one percent. So if he gets to one, that's a win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Unless... even. I don't even think he's in spoiler territory. No. Uh, he's no. going to go ahead and uh, run. Um, I will say he was a great Republican in the House. He was the only doctor at the time that was. Like, okay, no religious exemption for vaccines in public schools. And that's what got him kicked out of the House or Senate. Yeah, um, I mean, he's yeah, he's a Senate. reasonable Republican. He's not uh he's not one of the MAGA types, so he was a it was a big loss for, you know, Oklahoma City to not have him in the Senate anymore, but um yeah, I, I don't really understand why he ran for governor. Um, but, you know, here we are. 
Well, I think it's important for people to start running as independents that are serious. Um, I mean, if I wasn't so dedicated to Joy winning, because I know she can, I would vote for Yen. But that's where he is a spoiler because he's going to show that independents can't win because uh, we, you know, we, we want to vote for somebody who's going to win. And in this case, it's our best chance is Joy. She needs every vote she's going to get. Unfortunately, um, you can't vote for Joy. But yeah, uh, but with I, that, like, without having somebody with just massive name recognition and a true big amount of money to run, it's hard for an independent to win in any state that has winner take all elections and not ranked choice voting because of just the problem you're saying. You don't want to vote for somebody who's just going to spoil the race when there's somebody with a shot at winning. Um, you know, in Minnesota, they did elect an independent governor about 20 years ago by the name of Jesse Ventura. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the people of Minnesota at that time were kind of fed up with both parties. So they took a chance on this former pro wrestler and actor and, uh, you know, gave him a shot. And he made such a mess of it that uh, nobody there votes independent anymore at all. <laughs> well, uh, as we both know, states are the laboratories of democracy to try different things out if they don't work you got to work on them i'm pretty sure the first covid vaccine was not effective in the testing of i don't know mice or whatever they used um so yeah you got to keep trying um you know yeah i mean that's, I, i'm i'm a big supporter of ranked choice um just because i think that that seems to be the most efficient way to handle it and give people the ability to, you know, pick their first, second, and third options and not have to have, you know, not have to have the government get involved in running a whole second, you know, runoff election at the end. It's just one election, get everybody on the ballot. And if you're you know, if you're running in that kind of a, a a race as a candidate, you know, you're you're gonna be less likely to try to be off putting to people because you're gonna try to attract, you know, second choice votes from the other candidates and maybe, you know, maybe not be so quick to, you know, go to personal attacks. Um so. There are a few a few problems with that. Number one, money. It is so expensive because I have looked into this to switch to this style system. We would have to get all new voting machines because they wouldn't be able to process this concept. We would have to um, retrain. Uh, our poll workers who barely understand what's going on right now 
It's like trying to teach your grandmother how to use an iPhone. Um, and really, Oklahomans themselves would be so unused to the system. Um, and then, of course, there's the additional cost of the ballots. Uh, but yeah, the um, trying to educate the public, I mean, I think we could do a better job than the mayor of New York and not talking about it like a pizza, but just, I mean, you described it far more briefly and accurately there, but the education, which more money, uh, our state isn't exactly rolling in the dough. And uh, yeah, I, it, yeah, I'm, those are the, those I'm not are the saying I have all up. the answers, but you know, I think that would be a way to promote people who are not necessarily part of the two main parties and give independents more of a voice, um, you know, because it would make it easier because then you can say, oh, you know, I'll pick Yin as my first choice. Then if he's eliminated, my second choice is Joy. And now you're still, you know, not taking away her chance at winning, you know. I got you. So. Well, I mean. I, I just think that's probably one of the best ways to address it. You know, San Francisco has been running ranked choice voting since the early 2000s. I voted there during law school in their very first ranked choice election. And, you know, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that hard uh, to understand. And the counting takes a little bit longer, but, you know, it's it's a small price to pay to avoid having runoff elections. Well, as we know, San Francisco is pretty much the exact same as Oklahoma City. So <laughs> they're so similar. Well, you, know, as, you know what? As, pointing as, out as, Oklahoma as, City... As, as, is it good? Uh, as as national people from DC will tell you, you uh, they they know how to do states better because there's <laughs> a universal formula between all states, right? So uh, if states would just listen to them, the same thing that applies to Oklahoma applies to New Jersey. Uh, you know, it's it's the same deal. Chris is laying on the sarcasm pretty thick here. Um, <laughs> we were we were talking off air about how much the uh, national consultants are like in their bubble inside a bubble and all think they know better than the folks at the state and local level who understand the intricacies and complexities of their local areas. Um, <laughs> And, and w w here's what I know. I know that Oklahoma, we have six surrounding states here in the great state of Oklahoma. And uh, I... And, and Oklahoma pays teachers the least out of any of them. <laughs> yes. Um, there was actually an IP proposal to have everyone... Uh, agree that uh, Oklahoma should 
pay at least the average of the surrounding six states. And uh, the, uh, you know, Oklahoma said no. Um, we got it on the ballot, but that was the, that the, that was hope. Yeah, that was hope. Um, what is that noise in the background? It's a fun noise I decided to integrate. That's my text messages that are apparently blowing up right now. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the uh, um, entire concept here is, wait, what were we talking about again? You know, I was going to say Oklahoma City would be a good testing ground for ranked choice voting. So if some activists in the Oklahoma City area could get together and try to get Oklahoma City to adopt ranked choice voting for the city council and mayor elections, it would be a good way to start getting people familiar with the concept and testing its feasibility and whether it could produce uh, better campaigning. Well, uh, I think it would be even more fun if it were uh, Oklahoma County, but that would be harder. Yeah, because Oklahoma City, you only need like 5,000 signatures. So, yeah, you can, ironically, you would stick the current voting system to change the voting system on the ballot yeah. in order to do that. Uh, the city council could do it by themselves, but yeah, I don't they know. they definitely won't because there's still a a conservative majority on that council that would uh, poo poo anything that uh, seemed too progressive for their liking. Well, um, yeah. So. So, really dear have... listeners, if uh, any of you all are interested in, you live in Oklahoma City and want to see that happen, reach out to us in our DMs or hit us up, okoutcasts at gmail.com, and uh, maybe that's something we can work on together in the future. I think it would be interesting. And also, I really encourage our listeners to... Um, either direct message us or post on our Facebook page or our Twitter or YouTube, any of the onlines and ask questions and we'll attempt to answer them. Yeah, please uh, do. Um, we'd love to love to get that feedback. We know y'all are out there listening, but, uh, you know, we'd love to get some feedback from you so we can make this show the best show it can be. Absolutely. So let's end on a good note. Give me some good news, Brittany. Good news for me is I'm not freezing anymore. <laughs> hey, that's that's great news. Good news for me is some of you that are the olds listening in, I uh, was over at my uh, sadly passed neighbor's house and I was talking to the executive of the estate and uh, the construction crew. And uh, I, one of the construction crew guys was like, hey, this is an erector set. And I asked the executor, hey, can I give you 20 bucks for that? And he's like, 
if you take in the trash bins tomorrow, you got yourself a deal. I was like, absolutely. We shook hands. I went inside to get a 20 and uh, went out back um, and was walking around. And then he was talking to my wife on the front porch. And I was like, hey, I've got your 20 here. He's like, no, you, you've been so neighborly, keeping an eye on the property. And uh, I just wanted to give this to you. And uh, that's the Oklahoma standard. Like, yeah. Two people just communicating, being nice, being neighborly. And, you know, I know you lawyers get kind of an awful reputation sometimes. But this guy is just the greatest guy. Uh, you're one of my best friends. Yes, lawyers are all right. Well, some of them are. Some lawyers are all right. <laughs> <laughs> and what a great way to end the show. Um, we'll be back next week, everybody. Less than two weeks till Election Day. Uh, early voting in Oklahoma starts next Thursday. Is that correct, Chris? It does. Go to your county election board, and uh, if you don't know um, where your county election board is, Google whatever county you live in election board, and it will show you magically where it is. Yeah, I early voted in Minnesota before I came back. Uh, luckily, they start their early voting period at the end of September, so I was able to get my votes in. Um, and, uh, one thing they do that I like better than Oklahoma as well is, uh, you can vote at your local city hall instead of having to go to the county seat and the county election board. So, um, they make it really local and make it real easy. So another thing maybe Oklahoma could look at in the future. Well, uh, in Oklahoma County, it's not that difficult because, you go about uh, 12 blocks north of the capital, and you'll find the county election. Board. Yeah, it's easy for you where you live in the middle of the county, but for people who live in like North Edmond that are just barely in Oklahoma County, that's a pretty long haul. So, anyway, we will uh, we'll stop this arguing and uh, <laughs> let y'all get to it. And it's been a pleasure talking to y'all. It's good to be back in Oklahoma for the winter. And uh, we look forward to talking to y'all some more. Later, Brittany. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>